You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Wednesday, December the 23rd. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show. Thanks for tuning in today, ladies and gentlemen. Show number 100 for me at the helm of Locked On Cardinals. Uh, there are a couple different hosts before me for this uh, podcast, but this is my 100th episode today. Um, so thanks for tuning in and thanks for uh, uh, you know the, the social media interaction, the emails that I get, and you know the, the likes and the rea- uh, tweets and everything like that. So and for your listenership, which is has stayed up even through the extremely painfully slow offseason. Uh, the listenership has not taken too much of a dive. So um, thanks for, for staying locked on to the Cardinals, and thanks for uh, continuing your support. Always appreciate it. Um, on the show today, I'm going to defend my Mike Schultz take a little bit, as well as um, go through a couple more of his comments that I had tweeted about th- um, th- from his uh, press conference, if you will, um, uh, from a couple of weeks ago, or last week, last Friday, so just over a week ago, um, met with the uh, media over Zoom, and we were able to watch it through, um, or I was able to watch it anyways, through um, Cardinals.com. They streamed it, which was really, really nice. So um, so that's what we got on the show today. So it should be a good one. Um, and it's kind of funny that this is show number 100 because it was tweeted out uh, yesterday by the Cardinals that it's 100 days to opening day. Uh, so 99 now, according to the current schedule, which who knows how much that's going to change, what's going to change, what, what spring training is going to look like. Because um, Mike Schilt even talked about in that press conference that you know they haven't really given a been given a hard firm starting date for um, for spring training, hard uh, report date, excuse me, for spring training, which which is painful. I mean, I don't know what baseball is trying to to do or whatever. It's just I don't know. There, there's a lot of problems right now with baseball. There's a lot of problems with, with the way the offseason works. And it's, it's to be honest, there's so many problems that I don't really know where to start. So that's not what this episode is going to be about. Um, but it, it just, it, it, it really, it, it, it's just painful. Because Mike Schilder even talked about um, the, the industry itself and how they're struggling a little bit and how, you know, when you look at the NBA offseason, just frenzy that happened of all the different trades and signings and things. And then you look at baseball and the biggest moves that the Cardinals have made, that they've made like three or four minor depth adjustments and minor minor league signings. And that, that's just not exciting. It just, and when, when baseball already is at, it already, already at a disadvantage, in terms of you know the popularity of the sport, really has gone down over the last number of years and last couple of decades. And I, I love baseball. Uh, it, it, it to me, it's still my favorite sport. But I, I'm not just blind or naive to admit that to think it's still the nation's most popular sport. That's definitely basketball or football. I mean, there there or NBA and NFL, I should say. There, there's no doubt about that. Zero. Um, and you know you're still going to have the diehards, people that listen to this show, people that, that tweet about it often. You're still going to have you know Sunday Night Baseball, the traditions that are there, and you know the, the, like I said, the diehards like me and everything that 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 really dig into it. But I understand not everybody loves baseball like I do. Not everybody loves baseball like a lot of like other other fans do. So it's just difficult when you're you're really relying on the diehard fans to keep your sport afloat, because not everybody's going to have that. You, 
There's just not enough casual baseball fans. There's a lot of casual basketball and football fans. There's just not a lot of casual baseball fans. You're either really in it or you're really probably out of it, which is unfortunate to see because I love baseball. But let's go ahead and get into the Cardinal topics today. Um, first of all, l- let's go ahead and defend my Mike Schilt take. Um, I've been busy with, with traveling. I traveled home yesterday, um, so I wasn't able to get, get the post out in time. Um, hopefully by the time you listen to this, it would have been posted on, on the Instagram. Most of my posts go on the Instagram page um, in terms of quotes and everything. But um, I said on the show yesterday, for those of you who weren't able to listen or haven't listened yet, whatever it might be, I, I, I made the argument, made the, the, the defensive argument, or defending Mike Schilt anyways, that baseball is a, or that Mike Schilt is a good manager. And I was talking to a couple people on Instagram that I, that I talk to frequently, a couple friends as well, and you know that they brought up a couple of good points of, of, of a couple of bad decisions that he's made, and his in-game managing is not good. And I I understand that. I even mentioned on the show yesterday you can question his decision making often. I understand that. But when you're looking at, like I talked about yesterday, when you're looking at a major league manager, how much effect do they really have on the game when you have professional hitters? Yes, you need to be able to, to go to the bullpen at certain times. You need to be able to pinch hit the right people. I understand that. I'm not saying being a manager is is a non-existent job or an easy job. But I, I am saying that the players affect the game more than the managers do. Managers and coaches get way too much credit when they win, and they get way too much not they, they get too much blame whenever the team loses. I said that yesterday. And I, I, I really like Mike Schilt. And I understand the decision-making process hasn't always been um, sound for him. There are a couple of moments in the playoffs that, that are head-scratchers, pinch-hitters that are head-scratchers. I get that. But at the end of the day, I think he's a better manager than Mike Matheny, which I understand Mike Matheny is not the baseline for what, what the Cardinals should be looking at in terms of getting a manager. Um, but I, I still think he's a step in the right direction for Schilt. I think Schilt has a better relationship with the players than Matheny did. Matheny didn't really mesh well with Fowler or Wong because he didn't play them every day. Schilt does, and we, we saw Wong find some success. We've seen Fowler find some success in stints as well. Fowler, pending injury, and is probably going to be your starting right fielder in 2021 in the last year of his contract, which I have little problem with. But I think Mike Schilt, because of how well he gets along with his players, because of the culture that he's able to that he's been able to build, and because of the communication skills that he has, because the, the trust that he has in his guys, that's what, to me, makes him a good manager. Yes, I, I agree. He, he, he has spots to prove. He's not a perfect manager by any means. But I think you could you could do a lot worse than Mike Schilt. And I really think that, you know, and again, this is just, just me. I tend to not be as negative as other people. But the Cardinals' ownership gets ripped apart. All the time on Twitter, on Instagram, on any social media, there's just so much hate going towards Mosellock, DeWitt, Gersh, and company. And I get the frustration. I really honestly do. I would much rather them have more money to send, spend and, and, and go get guys and make moves and make things happen and realize that their offense in 2020 isn't going to cut it. I understand that. But at the end of the day, we have to realize that they're running a business. They do know what they're doing. We can all disagree with and have our own opinions. You guys probably disagree with me on the shield take based on what I've seen on social media. You guys probably disagree with me on being lighter and easier on Mo and ownership and company. But they do know what they're doing. They th- This group has won a championship in St. Louis. The ownership has won two championships in St. Louis. The uh, DeWitts. They've been to four World Series. 
Mozeliak's been to two. And as much crap as we give Mozeliak by not making moves, he signed Beltran after they let Pujols go. They, he, he was able to get Goldschmidt. He was able to get Ozuna. I know that's only three big moves in a longer amount of time. I understand that. But we, we, we can't... And, I, you know, I, I go back and forth. It's a balancing act. Because we have to be happy with the moves that they've made, but we at the same time, I do understand that the, the thought process of... Um, of of wanting more. I get that. but um, And I'm not here to say that Schilt or the ownership are doing a perfect job. I have my complaints. I really, I've, I've, I've voiced those and I understand that. But um, but that's my defense of my Mike Schilt take. I think Mike Schilt's a good manager. Um, I, I, I will say, I think Mike Schilt's a better manager than the, than Mozeliak is um, an owner or um, a GM, president of baseball ops, whatever he is. Um, so I, I, I'm more pleased with Schilt because at the end of the day, Schilt's going to have to do with the roster he's given and the roster that he has been given the last couple of years, I think he's got the most out of him. I really do. Um, Cause I don't think that that Cardinal team was offensively able to compete with Washington last year. And I don't think that that Cardinal team had little to no business being in the postseason. It was remarkable what they did. It was awesome. It was incredible. Great moment for them, but they had no business being there. But so that, that's my Mike Schilt defense. And, um, We'll go through some of, some other of his quotes. We talked a little bit about the Wainwright Molina dilemma on yesterday's show, but um, I'll talk a little bit about a little bit more about Mike Schultz trusting his guys after a quick word from our new incredible sponsor, uh, Bet Online AG. Are you ready for some football? College football heads into bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend and in the next week. The NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming clearer, and there is only one place that has you covered, and the one place we here at Locked On Podcast Network trust for our sports betting, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. That means whatever you put in, they give you 50% more of it. If you're a Mizzou fan, because a lot of Missouri listeners on this show, Right now, they're 14.5-point underdogs to Iowa, according to betonline.ag, for their 3 p.m. kickoff on Wednesday, the 30th, in that Music City Bowl. But don't sit on the sidelines. Get in the action. There's a lot more bets to be placed. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. So this will be my, my last show of the week with the offseason the way it is. And this isn't just this year. This is just a locked-on um, network policy, for lack of a better term. Um, it'll be dropping to three shows a week. And with, with Christmas Eve tomorrow and Christmas on Friday, I just got all three of my shows in the first three days of this week. But for the rest of the, the three shows a week, which will probably be until pitchers and catchers report, um, we will be going to, to three days a week and it'll probably be Monday, Wednesday, Friday for the most part. Um, unless, you know, some news happens or, or whatever. Um, so we'll be updated on that. But So let's talk a little bit about Mike Schultz. Again, I call it a press conference. It was just a meeting over Zoom. It's weird to call those things um, a press conference. A couple of, of small things that, that he mentioned. He I talked a little bit about yesterday about uh, just about him uh, being being a manager and everything, but it also talked a little bit about um, the the point of starting pitchers still getting the full workload in, even though the innings during the major league games weren't there. But an interesting point about him trusting his guys, because uh, because I, I I say that a lot. What I mean by that is he has confidence in what he's given, 
because you know in a way he has to right like you're not you know you can't have confidence in somebody you don't have and you can only as a manager moan and complain and want more so often when at the end of the day you just gotta realize okay this is the roster i've been given but he was kind of asked about, you know, w- would you rather that, that proven bad or, or w- what's the balance like of, of being happy w- w- with what you got, but at the same time realizing that it's not as strong as other teams. I and mean, that wasn't phrased that bluntly, but that's really what, what it's about, in my opinion. The, the Cardinal offense is not as strong as other teams, and he, 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 he had the quote um, of, of saying that, you know, he, he would like to see um, – to, to see – you know, an impact bat, but at the same time, you know, he mentioned a guy like Brad Miller coming in and stepping up, doing a great job, somebody that the Cardinals signed. But having a proven bat in that lineup will just lengthen it. He 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 talked about just having an, an extra bat to, to lengthen the lineup and how beneficial that would be. He didn't even didn't name a name or didn't say anything about that. But you know, I, I think that for as much credit as I just gave Shield on this show, uh, on this episode about trusting his guys and loving that communication and that trust and that pact or whatever. The Cardinals still do need to make some moves. And I've talked about this, like I, I've, I used to phrase a lot, I've talked about this extensively on this show, of, of the Cardinals needing another bat to lengthen this lineup. Because if you lengthen this lineup, if you give some bona fide protection to Goldschmidt, this lineup looks a heck of a lot different. And to be honest, looks a heck of a lot better. Because outside of Paul Goldschmidt, you have question marks galore on what the offense is going to look like. Does Carlson look like his second call-up self or his first call-up self? What's Bader and O'Neill going to look like? Does Edmund g- return to his his rookie form? Who's the catcher and what do they look like offensively? What's Paul DeYoung going to give you? What, is he going to be consistent? Is Fowler going to be somewhat comparable in, in right field? You just don't know. So an extra bat, I, I, I talk about this a lot of just lengthening the lineup. The more options that the Cardinals have to like bona fide options is better. Like, that, that, that's just plain and simple. They, they just need more offensive weapons. And as much as Schilt, like, and I, I love it. I love this trait about Schilt as much as he loves to, the trust of his guys and not wanting and really focusing on the chemistry of the, of the guys, of uh, the players in that clubhouse. You still got to realize that there's some additions that need to be made. So I think it, it goes hand in hand of wanting to, have an addition just on the on the back of the baseball card have those numbers while at the same time saying okay how is this guy going to mesh in our clubhouse because i think that's huge i think that's extremely important especially to a guy like shilt and i i think i, I agree with shilt that chemistry is really important and i'm i think that that should be something that that is kept in mind um he said that when we're talking about Yachty and Winnett to wrap up the show, the 100th episode uh, of me as the host, he said he was optimistic that Yachty and Winnett would be coming back and said, quote, he wants them back, um, and quote, time will tell, and will tell relatively soon, end quote. So maybe he knows something that we don't know. But like I talked about on yesterday's show, there are, I don't want to see them in any other uniform. I mean, when, when you're just talking about just simply wanting them back, yes, I want them back. I don't want them. To, I don't want them in any other Cardinal uniform. I love both of them. Yadi posted on Instagram the other day. Where where should we sign? Where do you guys think I should sign? And that was like, oh my, maybe he doesn't want to be a a Cardinal. You know, maybe he's just looking for the money, which I hope isn't true. But I, I think Schilt really wants them back, and I think that really speaks to the chemistry there as well of Schilt saying, okay, Wainwright and Molina what they mean to this team intangibly is huge. 
And yes, there, there's a balancing act with both Wainwright and Molina of balancing the stats and production, the intangibles they bring, plus whatever they mean to the team. You've got to balance it both ways. I understand that. Um, but it, it's just, it's it's tough because um, I think Schilt really wants them back. And I think, I think fans, for the most part, would like to see Wainwright and Molina back. It's just that there's some disagreement on how much money do we want to sign him for, how long does this contract. I think... If it were me, like I said, Molina, like seven million annually would be the most I'd go, and I'd probably shoot for a one-year deal. Wainwright somewhere, you know, five or six, maybe have both of them be incentive-based contracts. I think that that was that's been appealing to Wainwright in the past. But they got to get moving because they, they're not. I have a feeling the Cardinals aren't going to make any major league-level moves until Wainwright and Molina are, until that issue is resolved, which is. Dangerous, because you're going to miss out on some big free agent targets if you're going to wait that long. Whatever the decision is, resign, don't resign. The decision needs to be made quickly, and that's not something that we've seen the Cardinals be in any rush to do. I understand the MLB offseason is slow, but this decision needs to be made quickly so they can move on and say, "Okay, we've got the Molina and Wainwright situation resolved. What next?" Because that situation really puts them in a different direction whether they sign Wayne and Molina or don't sign Wayne and Molina. So they, they've got to get that resolved quickly, in my opinion. But that's all I've got for the 100th episode of mine. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, again, I will be off until Monday. Uh, look for a new show on Monday. It'll probably be a mailbag, so we'll be looking out for that on Saturday or Sunday. For the, um, But if you have questions now, questions about the, the sh- anything I've said on Schilt, um, or anything at all, baseball or not related, email the show, lockedoncards at gmail.com. Direct message the show on Twitter or Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. Direct message me at LJ Fastball on Twitter. Plenty of ways to reach me. Um, so just take your pick, and I'll address it on the show next Monday. And uh, until then, ladies and gentlemen, um, happy holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas to those of you who celebrate that. Um, and stay safe, stay well, and have a Merry Christmas. Thank you.